We are going on tour. The Glamorous Trash Podcast and my book tour have collabed and we're coming to a city near you. Click the link in the show notes to to get all of the deets. We're coming to New York City. On June 4th, we are kicking off an event with Jon Stewart. No big deal. That's our very first show in New York City. Then we're coming to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Chicago, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. So get your tickets now. We are doing three different events because, you know, I'm always doing the most. That's just on brand, right? First, there's a glamorous trash party. It's the podcast meets the book tour meets Coachella, a live show featuring podcast segments, book segments, a very special guest. And of course, there's a runway walk at the end for people to show off their fits because the dress code to every event is obviously glamorous trash. We are also doing a cookie country club. It's the anti-country club country club. And it's very dreamy. You get like a bunch of products. There's little events. And it's a more intimate event where you meet other cookies and listen to a book chat with what me and another special guest. And then the final event, the Behind the Bangs Writing Workshop. I finally did it, put it together, put together this workshop because I wrote this book in many ways for younger me. And younger me would not have gotten off her couch unless there was also a workshop being taught. I wanted the gyms. I wanted I wanted the knowledge. I wanted the education. That's what I would have wanted. So I've decided I'm doing it. And in the workshop is going to be the six writing gyms that took me forever to learn. 15 years. In my 15-year career as a TV writer and author and blah, 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 all the other things I've written, there are six things that I always use, and all of those are in this workshop. So if you have an interest in writing, sign up. All the ticket links are live today. Click the show notes. Click my Instagram. We are coming to a city near you, and there's going to be some meet and greets. I'll sign some copies of books. We'll give out more books, and I have uh, some pieces of merch that I'm taking on the road, and I'm going to give them out at the shows. Welcome to Celebrity Book Club. This is a podcast that recaps and celebrates celebrity memoirs. I'm your host, Chelsea Devantes. I'm a TV writer, comedian, and filmmaker, and sometimes I'm in stuff too. And this week, we are book clubbing Kristen Chenoweth's second memoir. I'm also going to call it memoir-ish, memoir-esque. It's a little bit philosophy, a little bit self-help. It's also got some personal stories. It is titled, I'm No Philosopher, But I Got Thoughts, which I found so funny. I love it. It also feels very in her voice. It was published recently, hot off the presses. This is a new release, January 2023. This book really surprised me. Okay, so at first I was like, I don't know about this book. It's giving inspirational memes. It has Bible passages. It has a few personal stories. And then all of a sudden I was crying. (laughs) I was like, the book like shook me to my core, really took me by surprise. Um, And and I, I ended up loving it. So let's start by playing one of my favorite Kristen Chenoweth songs, from, of course, Wicked. You hang with the right cohorts, you'll be good at sports, know the slang you've got to know. So let's start, cause you've got an awfully long way to go. Don't be offended by my frank analysis, think of it as personality dialysis. Now that I've chosen to become a policist or an advisor, there's nobody wiser, not when it comes to popular. I know about popular And with an assist from me To be who you'll be Instead of dreary who you were Well, are There's nothing that can stop you From becoming popular 
Okay, we are diving into it all today with an amazing guest. She is a screenwriter and the creator, showrunner, executive producer, and director of Diary of a Future President on Disney+. Plus. She has also written on the CW's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She was named as a 2020 recipient of Forbes 30 Under 30. So sexy. Hollywood and entertainment. And um, she was honored in Variety's 2021 Inclusion Impact Report. That is not even including all the other amazing stuff that I know she is up to. It is Alana Pena. Hi. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy you're here. This was just such a long time coming. Um, And so I started removing the how we met stories from this podcast because I got like one comment, someone didn't like it. And that was enough for me because (laughs) I am a baby. And then I got an outpouring of love and DMs and messages and emails telling me to keep that part of the book. Chelsea, I feel like there's probably something in Kristen Chenoweth's book that's like, if one person says something bad, don't listen to them. (laughs) Uh, Of course. And it is such a like, it is such a flaw and and toxic trait of mine to hear a hundred nice things and only think about the one bad one. I mean, me too. Yeah. 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 But no, I want to get better at it. So guess what? We're doing How We Met Stories again. If you don't want to hear this one, skip ahead two minutes where we will be diving right into the book. But Alana, I feel like this story actually makes me a little emotional. Me too. And I'm also so, I made a New Year's resolution on this goddamn podcast like a month ago to cry less on it. Why would you do that? And I was just so sick of how emotional I've been. And like, I I can already feel like I might cry on this episode. <laughs> already blown the resolution. When we met was a really emotional moment. I feel, I think we both cried. (laughs) We did. We did. Yeah. I was uh, a wreck in public. Like we were in a, we were not only in like a public setting, it was like an outdoor bench spot where like people driving by could see (laughs) that I was crying. (laughs) And it was our first time meeting. It was our first time meeting and it was love at first sight. I, I knew a few facts about you. I knew we shared a therapist. That is, yeah, that when you told me that when I sat down, I it, I think that's when I lost it and never it, came back. It does feel very apt for this book that we share a therapist. Um, I know. We met through Jordan. We met through your amazing manager and my amazing friend. And Jordan very astutely was like, you would both love each other. We finally got drinks and like we both cried. And then I think you had dinner with Jordan and we like walked over to dinner with Jordan and we were like, you were like, she's coming to my wedding. Yeah, I was like, I had just met, you know, I was like, she's coming. Well, you know, sometimes you just meet someone and you're like, I don't know. You just like know you're supposed to know them. And I think also you met me. I I was not currently in a hard time, but I was still really feeling the reverberations of a hard time. And see, I'm already crying. No, And you... You extending your friendship to me in that moment, I won't even be able to articulate to you how much it meant to me till I uh, am no, not, I'm still in it. You know what I mean? I still yeah. get sad. So it really, really meant a lot to me. And we went through so many book options. Like you yeah. have been coming on this podcast for like the past two years. And, um, and we went through so many books and we finally landed on Kristen. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be a good one. And by the end of it, I was like, I cannot fucking believe this is the book you and I are doing because it's so 
perfect in so many ways. And it really, it really shook me. I cried through the whole thing. When you texted me, I I didn't, I think neither of us realized it would be like, you know, memes and quotes and like self-helpy. A lot of pictures, a lot of graphics. A lot of graphics. Like I'm trying to find one. At the end of the day, we think we can do much more than we think we can. Frida Kahlo. Like that would just be like in a thing. And, but the the things she wrote, the the personal stories were really beautiful and well written and I have yeah. such a respect for her. She tells the story of her biological uh, mom and mm-hmm. dad. And she said it was not for nothing that they called 1967 the summer of love and Billy Etheridge was positioned to make the most of it. And you slowly start realizing this is her bio dad, mm-hmm. and he's a musician, and he's in a group called The Chessmen. <laughs> Horrible band title. And she says, the summer of love abruptly cooled off when Billy and one of his bandmates both fell in love with the same free-spirited stewardess. She turned up pregnant and didn't know which one of them was the father. This is her bio mom. Love. The chessmen broke up, succumbing to the drama. But a truly great bass player is never unemployed for long. Billy was recruited by his friend Billy Gibbons to join the new band Gibbons was putting together after his Moving Sidewalks bandmates got drafted. The band was called Texas at first, and then Gibbons changed the name to ZZ Top. A reveal. So her like, <laughs> unreal. And then uh, later her uh, her dad drops out of ZZ Top because he wants to bring an organ on the road. And they're like, no, you have to bring a keyboard. And he's like, then I have to go and quit. <laughs> and then wildly, Billy and her bio mom stay together. Yeah. And they, she gives uh, Kristen up for adoption and um, Billy and her bio mom get married and they're married for, I think, 40 years. And they have two other kids. They have two other kids. And, and uh, she said when her mom gave her up for adoption, a lawyer facilitated it and nurses took me away the moment I was born. They didn't even let her hold yeah. me. That's how it was back then. That is so horrifying. Yeah. And, um, one of their other children, Jennifer Christopher, um, basically on her bio grandpa's dying bed, he tells Jennifer there was another child that mm-hmm. your parents gave up for adoption. And then her sister kind of starts to try and find her. And that's how Kristen like finally finds her adoptive parents. And when she meets her dad, she said, um, the day I met him, he had a hard time getting up off the couch, but he struggled upright and studied me with a gold-flecked version of my own hazel eyes. What's this note, he asked. And then he mm-hmm. sang a clear, sustained, hmm, that'd be a D, I said. He said, what about this? Hmm, G sharp. Yep, he nodded his approval. She's mine. <laughs> That's so it's sweet. really sweet. And I, I always find it really funny when people talk about having perfect pitch because it sounds like you're bragging, but it really is like a personality. It's not a, it's like a fact about you. Like she has perfect pitch. Like she can recognize anything. And she had said yeah. earlier in the book and I almost was like, oh, brag. And then I was like, oh, right. And then it's like, she, it was sweet that that's like how she connected with her like biological dad, like as he was like, <laughs> at the end of his life. Yeah. And she, she also like, she does a really great job of sort of, she talks like, she's like, um, you know, Billy's complicated nature before Billy died. He said to me with genuine sorrow, you got the best of me. They got the worst, meaning their kids that they raised. And he struggled with substance abuse and a lot of his issues, you know, his kids, her siblings like grew up with, and she grew up with this, um, 
adopted family, which I have to say, I've actually, um, I saw, I like was looking up interview clips and like the way her mom and her parents handled her adoption also made me cry where her mom would say to her, the woman who carried you in her stomach, you know, is your mom. Uh, but she knew she couldn't give you the life she wanted. And so now we get to Aww. raise you. And so it was never, it was just only taught to her as this like beautiful gift, you know, like your bio mom is a gift and this is a gift and life is a gift. And there was never any like, because a, a lot of really terrible baggage can come when teaching a child about adoption. Yeah. And also not all adoptions are, adoption is just a, a very complicated tricky yes. practice. But then at the end she says, um, Oh my God, there's just so much in this chapter. Um, She says, I was born into a perfect storm, blessed with an innate musical ability and raised by people who had zero expectations or preconceptions about what a life in music might entail. One might think it would be better for a musically inclined child to be raised with parents who were familiar and connected to the music industry. But in fact, my parents' lack of knowledge in that area allowed me to evolve purely as myself with no influences other than the role models I naturally gravitated to and embraced. We tend to think closure is about making peace with people from our past. But in practice, it's about making peace with ourselves. Did that get you? Don't stop that was just a little bonus teaser of the full episode. Are you mad? Are you mad at us? And you're like, why isn't this a full episode? I get it. If you love the podcast, become a member of our Patreon. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash Montez or just click the link in the show notes. When you become a member of the Patreon, you get one extra episode a month. It means a lot to us and it's the reason why we can keep doing great books. And thank you so much for listening and we'll see you for another episode if you go to the Patreon. One, two, three, four, five. Your mother,